You have queued up The Roulette Tapes, a program of adventurous music and conversation recorded at the New York City Concert Hall, Roulette. You can hear thousands of concert recordings from Roulette's past and present and find news of upcoming events celebrating innovation and imagination at roulette.org. Aren't you curious? In this edition, we focus on the improvisational work of composer, singer, storyteller Shelley Hirsch, admired around the world for lightning-quick free association with sounds and words and memories captured here in recordings dating to 1987 with a stellar group of collaborators as collected in the Roulette Concert Archive, along with Hirsch's commentary on the journey. Enjoy the ride. Here is Shelley Hirsch. Summer, 1971. I was a ritual-loving teenager then, living with my boyfriend in one of the makeshift huts on Bill's land, deep in a shady little valley in Napa, California. Every day, I'd hike up out of the valley, up to the mountain, up to the most majestic oak tree, and there I'd sit under the twisted branches, throwing my voice around, setting off a cascade of ricocheting echoes in the valley. One afternoon, there was a party on Bill's land. Everyone came out of their huts for the occasion, and there was a feast for the eyes, and treats for the taste buds, and for dessert, psilocybin mushrooms. So many people, too many people, so many people, too many people, I want to be alone. Gotta go, gotta go, gotta go, gotta sing, gotta sing on the mountain under my tree. On my way, a couple is seated on a bench near a rickety bridge that covered a bubbling brook. She's very pregnant. He's holding his guitar, but not playing. Bickering, they've been bickering. I want to interrupt. I just smiled a sheepish grin and then stepped down to the bridge, looking down, careful, careful to keep my balance. But, but when I looked up, I couldn't believe. Emeralds strung around their waists and on their arms. Emeralds clanging aperiodically, whipping up a symphony. Further up, up, up to a smooth gray screen under my feet. Foot, touch down, red, fast object, scoots past. Wish. 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 Up, up, looking up, marshmallows and willows strewn on blue above. I'm bushwhacking, but gracefully up, up, long golden reeds that frilling about, tickling me, they are tickling me, and I am totally tickled into hiding. 
Shelley Hirsch. I grew up in East New York, Brooklyn. I lived in an apartment building, and I guess my biggest influence and inspiration was listening to the different music coming out of everyone's apartment into the hallways. And I had a fascination with the transformation of sound moving from my little living room into the very resonant hallways, down the staircases, into the courtyard, onto the streets, into the projects, and hearing different kinds of music and accents and acoustics. So that's my biggest influence. I dropped out of high school and I moved to my own apartment, well actually with a, a friend who I met one while I was finding misfiled poodle cards at the American Kennel Club. Very soon after when my apartment was ransacked, I moved to California, hoping to become a kabuki dancer. That didn't pan out as all the parts are played by men. But then I wound up hitchhiking and finding my way to a workshop. And the name of the group was the Theater of Man. I wound up at 19 or 18 still performing and touring with the group led by Cecile Pineda and I used to go with the group to all different spaces and environments collecting sound but then my house we we got busted that house where I lived and I wound up moving <laughs> moving it sounds like crazy moving back to New York and then off to Europe to live in Amsterdam in a beautiful squatted loft that I had with a French woman, Maxime Cardon. And then I said, okay, goodbye New York, goodbye USA. I'm going back to New York and I'm gonna move back to this incredible loft. But while I was back in New York, the uh, loft was torn down and a metro station was put in. So I stayed, got my GED, again hitchhiked and wound up in a group where I somehow composed music for a piece at the Cathedral of St. John the Divine, 
So I don't know what else. Do you want me to talk about the time I walked home from my job at the American Kennel Club, and at the <laughs> at the book uh, store that I went to since I was 15, I found a few records to take home. One was Kathy Barbarian, uh, and she was doing all of those pop songs, and I also found. John de Gattani singing Schoenberg's Pierre Lunaire and uh, Ahmad Jamal playing piano and some Shaka Hachi recording, you know, kind of spiritual but very beautiful. And I took them home and that was my collection of records. So, And then I remember on the way I would stop home in this club called Port of Call East and kind of I was singing outside. I guess I was really cute and they invited me to come in and jam with them. And then I met one of the guys and they're saying, yeah, what you're doing is kind of like Balinese jazz. And I'm, wow, that's it, yeah. I mean, I've played with such extraordinary people over the years. And I have to say, it was the German people who really said, go for it. You know, you're, instant, you're an instant poet in some of those collaborative ensembles where in the USA, like some people would say, no, using words takes too much focus, puts too much focus on the singer. But for me, it's an in integrated part of my instrument, the voice leading to words, the voice sounding in words emerging, even as I'm stream of consciousness improvising, I'm feeling the trajectory. I'm fascinated as a kid uh, in the dance department, we had to improvise haikus. And that had an enormous effect on me because I, was, I loved thinking about these shapes or bursts of sound and language. Evening, 
Christian Marclay, one of my favorite and ongoing collaborators, although in recent days he's uh, written pieces, kind of written, like a structure for improvising that I perform where he shoots me visual images and I improvise off of them. And I love that people with Christian always used to say, oh, he's really doing an amazing job following you or and I'm like well I'm following him too you know it's God what a, an extraordinary artist I love his mind I love the connections I love a friend of mine called me a soft collage engine and uh, that puts me really you know one of the reasons why I relate so well on so many levels to Christian and his work Yesterday, you meant tomorrow. 
When you said tomorrow, you meant yesterday. When you said yesterday, you meant tomorrow. One of the greatest experiences ever. Kazu, I met Kazu Uchihashi Kazuhisa in Switzerland, and then I heard him improvising with Hans Reichel in Switzerland, and he said, I'm bringing you over. So first I performed in a festival called Beyond Innocent. Then three days later, and that had tons of people there, tons of press, he and I were gonna do our first duo playing ever in a little club in uh, Kobe called The Big Apple. The ceilings were about six foot three and the bartender was six foot two. And Kazu and I, who he was not really understanding English, but it was insane. He'd been listening to standards and every kind of music since he was a kid. And he'd go, ba-ba, and I'd go, in a sentimental. And he'd be there with me for the song. And then launching off, I did get a little tipsy. It was a bar after all. And I, the words that I could come out with, because these people didn't know what I was saying anyway, so there was no real self-consciousness or how are my words or is this good or is this bad. It was just there. It was just present, connected with him, and it is always extraordinary to play with him. Lead, let them. Time. 
twisted. Hey, little flight, mourned past beautiful beginning over and over and Full of my smiles, your closed eyes shattered my heart the opposite way, broken inside. My last piece at Roulette was called The Body Remembers. And in my work lately, and I guess for a while, I kind of twist myself into like a flurry of sound and movement and then switch gears and write automatically. So I've been focusing a lot on that, you know, of what kind of text 
uh, of even writing on large sheets of paper and how that movement affects what is coming out of me generating memory like squeezing it out of the recorder that our, our body is God, roulette, it's like, you know, I don't want to say I'm sentimental because that sounds kind of superficial, but like roulette, heart and soul, I started going there, performing there in probably 82, and of course I had one of the best collaborations of my life with the co-director, and you know, and so partly because of that and being on the board, I got to see some of the greatest concerts ever I mean I saw Jerry Hunt perform there for the first time and I wound up spending three years making homages and virtual duets with him the level and skill of the people working there and the commitment and dedication is extraordinary so I love roulette and I hope you do too I hope people donate it's yeah wow like that's a home. That's a home. Who, me, you, the hooch, the rose, the and my imagination coming back to me and flying to. The sounds and stories of composer, vocalist, and master improviser Shelley Hirsch, selected from the Roulette Archives and Hirsch's personal collection dating from 1987 to 2020. We've listed the remarkable collaborators in the metadata. The Roulette Tapes podcast, a 2021 Webby honoree, is made possible in part with support from the National Endowment for the Arts and the Grammy Museum. Please subscribe. This is David Weinstein at the desk. Thanks to Shelley Hirsch and all the musicians and all listening. Get me out of here. You have been listening to The Roulette Tapes, a program of adventurous music and conversation. This series is produced by Roulette Intermedium. You can find thousands of concert recordings from Roulette's archives and news of upcoming events at roulette.org. <laughs>